couple uh, a couple testimonies to you. This is powerful. This this is uh, part of a testimony we sent. And whom, how many of you got our email and we asked you to send testimonies in? Did anyone? Okay, well, it's probably there. Check your email. If you don't get our emails, you can sign up on our website. Um, but check this out. This is a testimony uh, of some of the teams that went out to evangelize on Fremont and different areas. When we went out to Fremont Street, I joined a team of two men ministering to two homeless men. I stood back and listened to one of them ministering to a man with tattoos and piercings as the other homeless man was weeping and getting healed. Come on, somebody. The tattooed young man spoke about his three-month-old son whom he wanted to go back to Colorado and bring to Las Vegas. He spoke about wanting to work with other Christians he had met. As they spoke, I kept hearing the name Sean over and over again. So I finally asked him who Sean was. He looked confused and said he didn't know anyone by that name. Then he shared that his son's name was Lucian, and he asked me if I knew what that meant. I was thinking of Lucifer, but I didn't say it. Then he said it meant Lucifer, and, his, and he named his son that on purpose, Lucian Damien Benson. Um, just a suggestion for you believers, don't ever name your son that. Okay. Then all of a sudden, something clicked in his mind. He said, but we all call him Sean all the time. He politely backed away from me and ended our conversation. I think he realized God's presence was really there and it made him uneasy or something. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Okay, check this out. There's so much, this is another one. There's so much to say in this paragraph. Before this conference, I felt like I was losing my mind with thoughts bombarded with condemnation and I guess self-hatred. And and even though I didn't see, you have to forgive me, there might not, not be punctuation in the right places. So if it sounds weird, it's not me. I'm just reading what it says. And uh, so he said, even though I didn't see it that way, and of course, no sense of direction in my life. I've spent a couple of years forgetting and trying, and trying to experience God's love for me again as when I got saved and never coming to a full experience yet again. I came in a I came on a Tuesday, which was the perfect day for me because Rochelle brought a message that sparked the whole love experience and expression to me. Come on, somebody. Give it up for the first lady. Hallelujah. (laughs) I too had not read all, all my Bible. All I saw was condemnation. And the only time I felt God's love for me is when I was alone and just a voice that made it seem too good to be true. And all the way I realized religion had took place of intimacy with God took the place of intimacy with God. And I believed a lie. And just knowing I, I wasn't, I don't know what that word is. I think that's a typo. Uh, he got totally wrecked is what it says. Then Rob gave him a prophetic word about breaking off a spirit of religion where I, I live just encouraged and confirmed so much in my life. Come on, somebody. All the messages were so linked together and all of them did something in me As whoever would be speaking, I felt something inside opening up and receiving that the presence of God overwhelmed me. Everyone was so full of love and such an honor in the church. Every life was valued and highly esteemed. Wow. Are you listening to this? This is beautiful. Not once did I ever felt unwanted or unloved. Come on, man. Such an amazing experience where I know Once again, the freedom in Jesus where I'm free to love and free to know and experience God's love for me. Wow. I was also free to love people. Like I wasn't coming from, it was coming from who I am. 
so loving and naturally. I hugged a lot of people and not so much physical manifestations personally, but just a genuine love for people. I got to see some brothers and sisters experience success in praying for the sick and just so joyful. So good to see the lost experience God in a way where it captivates your heart and know the love of the Father. So pleased and honored to have been a part of this conference. Come on, can we give God praise? Amen. Now, I'm going to read bits and pieces of this last one, uh, but this guy did a video, and I couldn't play it. I didn't have time to download it, um, and we couldn't pull it up on Facebook, but uh, this guy does a video, and he's in the car. He's like, man, I just left Love Explosion Conference. It was absolutely incredible, the love I felt, bro. And he's just like going on about it. And so he did write a status on it. And I went ahead and, um, and copied this down. He said, dude, dude, say dude. Tonight was absolutely precious, man. Like so amazing, totally welcome with open arms, totally loved in a genuine way. Now, can you understand the accent? Why I said that, uh, I mean, thank you, father for absolutely wonderful, amazing, precious, strong brothers and sisters that I adore. And I would lay my life down for in a split second. He, he's never been to our church. Jesus, thank you, Lord. I am just so honored to be around brothers and sisters to worship together, praise together, cry together, laugh together. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Abba. You are amazing. And I have to admit, being loved on is almost like, man, I kind of don't know how to deal with it, you know? <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean, it's super special. I don't know, like being someone who usually is the one who just steps out and to love others and protect others. And then having others around that are genuinely loving on me kind of feels like I don't know how to handle it, but I love it. It's real special to me and genuine. I've searched and wanted a family, a true family, a loving family, and it's like I'm finally meeting this family. Wow. And it's a true family, a heavenly family. Like my prayers are like, he says like a lot, like. So being answered in such an overwhelming way, I feel like I'm going to completely explode in love. Well, that's the name of the conference, Love Explosion. Man, it's, it's late and I really need to go to bed, but I just want to say I love you and good night. Bless you bunches. Dude, our King and God is so overwhelming, astonishingly magnificent in all he is. Oh, Abba, I love you, Daddy. Thank you, Father, for every single brother and sister over this earth. Going to bed now, I love you all in ways words cannot describe at this moment. Wow, come on. Let's give God one more shout of praise, can we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So this morning, I want to just share with you, after reading that, I, I was reading a couple testimonies, and I thought, man, sometimes it takes things like that for us to say la. You know, the word say la in the Old Testament was often used in the Psalms, and it was you know, it's kind of hard to translate, but it's one of those words where you just stop and you think about what was said, or you stop and you meditate, you pause, you reflect. And, and just reading those testimonies, and there were some other statuses, and there was healings in the streets, and just beautiful things that happened. I mean, uh, Alan Floor was telling me about, or I heard about a story where, uh, I think, Floor, you led somebody to the Lord, and this lady was just weeping. Uh, Deanna told me about it. And and, you know, so a lot of our church family was just out there in the streets, just ministering the love of God. So many wonderful things happened. Uh, but as I'm reading this, it was one of those Selah moments, one of those moments where we step back and we look. 
And sometimes when we're close to something, we don't see for what it really is. How many know what I'm talking about? But when you step back, and this is what I want to I talk about this morning just for a few minutes, is it makes us realize that we have a church family that is very precious in the earth. That there is an expression of love in our house, in our community, that is so outstanding and beautiful. And I, and I really think it's because of who you are, who God is to us, but because you are bold enough uh, and you are, you are courageous enough to love recklessly and really make people feel, whether it's a conference or a regular Sunday morning, I've heard the testimony over and over again. I've never felt loved like I did when I walked in that door. That is the answer to my prayer. If we are going to be a church known for something, I want to be known for love. Now, they say, well, what about signs and wonders? Signs and wonders are a manifestation of love. Well, what about, you know, evangelism? Evangelism is a manifestation of love. Well, what about really good worship? Really good worship is a manifestation of love. Anything else is a clanging symbol. But let us as a people, and I love the admonition and the encouragement that you just gave. Kevin, that was beautiful. And, and that we all partake of one another. How many know that we're members of the body of Christ? Now, there's a mystery to that, that we literally are individual members. We have different expression of who he is. We all love him, but we all are members of the body of Christ, which means we partake of one another. This is why Paul says when we take Holy Communion that you examine uh, yourself and you discern the body. A part of that reality and that concept is to make sure that there's no ought in your heart towards one another. In other words, that there should be unity in the body because we partake of one another. Now, there's a, a beautiful scripture I want to read. If you could put it up there, bro. Ephesians 4.16. Let's give it up for our sound and media right now. Come on. Bro, you guys have taken this to a whole nother level, man. I'm telling you. We're so thankful for you and everybody that has just partnered and sown and done what they've just serving, man. It was just incredible. Uh, our sound has just gone to another level. It's, it's brilliant. So Ephesians 4.16, can we read this together? Check this out. This is in the New Living Translation. Oh, I like the seeker-friendly stool. It spins. Okay, stop right there. Let's read it. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Wow. As each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow. Now stop there. Think about that. As, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. In other words, if we are all doing our part, we grow. If we're not doing our part, we don't grow as much. Amen? We can grow individually, but there's a corporate expression of a body of believers, a community that grow when we all do our part. Okay? So it says, so that... The whole body, say whole body, is healthy. Isn't that a great word? Healthy hearts. Healthy hearts. When Rob and Millie moved here, they're like, you guys say healthy hearts a lot. And they find themselves saying it like, yeah, bro. And, you know, it's just not healthy. And, you know, you got to guard your heart. And he's like, what am I saying? (laughs) That was not a part of his vocabulary. So it says here, so the whole, it's in the Bible. Look, Rob, see. So the whole body is healthy. And growing, check this out. Come on, read that last part. Growing and full of love. Full of love, not full of something else. Full of love. 
Can I just tell you right now that one of the most un, unreceived, undervalued gifts that God gives to us is the gift of community. And the gift of our community, sometimes we get so close to it that we can't really see its beauty. So may we step back a little and say, wow, God, what you're doing is holy. You know, as a pastor, as a leader, as somebody who pours into people, I have to constantly guard my heart because my job is to love people and to have God's heart for people and give you the word and teach you. And sometimes I don't want to do that. And so my job is to, I have to keep my heart set on God. This is your people and I love them and I want to see them grow and I want to see them flourish and I want to see them come alive. Come on, somebody. I want to see them fulfill their callings. Like my job, my heart, here's my heart. I want you to walk in your destiny. I want to pull gifts out of you that you didn't even know you had. We got to do this, people. We got to step back and say, look at the beautiful gift of community we have. Wow. You know, there's something amazing about... uh, and I'm going to read this thing to you. It's, a, it's like a professional um, uh, tree company in one of the states. I believe it's in Colorado. It's called uh, Tree Tamers Incorporated. And, and they're writing this, this little uh, thing about aspen trees, explaining something about aspen trees. Did you know that aspen trees actually share a root system? Now, I'm going to read this to you, and it's so profoundly prophetic, it's going to knock your socks off if you're wearing them. And if you're not wearing them, it's going to knock your your shoes off. And if you're wearing shoes without socks, that's gross. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing. My kids are like, oops. The aspen is the oldest known living tree species growing in large colonies throughout the world. Although it does not appear to be the strongest tree due to the small width of its trunk, the aspen experiences long-term growth. Okay, check it out. Do you like that? Long-term growth. How many know God wants us to make it through the long haul? One of the keys is receiving the gift of community. Catch that. One of the keys to long-term growth, I want to finish strong. I don't know about you, but I want to finish strong. I don't know about you. I don't want to just have a good conference and say, yeah, hippie, you know, yippee, yay, we're awesome. Praise God. I want to finish strong. I want at the end of my life to look back and say, I built a legacy of loving people well. I raised up thousands and thousands of sons and daughters. Come on. I planted churches. I sent mission. Come on. I, I paid for orphanages. I did it. I want, to, I want to leave a legacy like that. And I want to leave millions of dollars to my inheritance too. I want to leave a legacy so people have resources to do what is in their heart to advance the kingdom of God. And the way we finish strong is by receiving the gift of community. So he says here, they experience long-term growth due to, now I want you to catch this. They're writing, this is a, a real thing about aspen trees, how they share a root system. And it's a picture of how our community and our lives, we should share a root system that is fully grounded in the love of God. But I want to I read this, and as I read, I've purposely italicized and I bolded some, uh, some of these things that it's a prophetic decree over church family. Are you ready? So he says, the Aspen experiences long-term growth. Say long-term growth. long-term growth. Due to, here it is, an intricate 
root system that works together as a family. Isn't that powerful? This is just right off a website about aspen trees. This sturdy network of roots develop a strong foundation, say strong foundation, that is always communicating. You know what that tells me is that in order to communicate effectively, we have to have open hearts. And we have to live from the heart. Always communicating. Healthy hearts. When you leave today, make sure you give Rob a hug and say, your heart is healthy. It says here, a strong foundation that is always communicating. Wow, I love that. It begins with a single seed. Oh, it sounds familiar, a single seed. His name was Jesus, hallelujah. That spreads and sprouts fully integrated root system, specifically designed to remain connected. Specifically designed to remain connected. Now, I don't know if this person was inspired by God when they wrote this, but maybe it's just because God built the aspen tree and it's a type and shadow of community. Amen. Specifically designed to remain connected and to nurture and feed two-way information with, ready, continuous support. Say continuous support. Isn't that beautiful? This in turn enables the entire colony of aspens to flourish regardless of external circumstances. Man, that's beautiful. Regardless of external circumstances, because the roots are connected, they flourish. And lastly, and they continue to plant seeds, continue to plant seeds. That's reproduction. That's multiplication in highly effective and sustainable growth. Isn't that beautiful? The gift of community, the gift of community that, that are now this verse I read you in Ephesians four, the original language actually speaks of, it's almost like a picture of two trees growing together or a bush growing together or the grafting of one branch into another. So it's almost like we become one. There is a union, a unity. There is a, a bonding. There's a harmony. There's something that happens because of the love of God, because of the presence of God. Listen, one of the reasons that we saw all these testimonies is because a lot of these people have never experienced the manifest presence to the measure that we did. And the reason that they felt so connected, I mean, I, there was another status, if I read it to you, this lady's at the airport weeping. They did a video and they're weeping like, I cannot express to you how powerful the Love Explosion Conference was. I've never felt love like this. I've never felt valued like this. I've ne- I mean, come on, isn't this incredible? Can we give God another shout of praise right now? Listen, I'm not saying this. I'm not trying to boast of myself. Listen, this was us, man. This was Jesus in our midst. I mean, you know, it's a vision, it's who we are, and and it's our hearts, but man, it's God. It's God, and it's good, and I recognize it, and I want to step back and say, wow, what you're doing is holy. So this is a perfect picture of how we're supposed to be connected. One of the ways that we value community and receive the gift of community is allow our roots to go deep in the love of God and let our root system be like the aspen trees, where there is, uh, we're always working together as a family. Uh, the strong foundation is always communicating. Come on. The foundation is there. Listen, this was an easy sermon. All I had to do was look up what an aspen tree was online. 
It's wonderful. The Lord just told me what to do. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A foundation that's always communicating, specifically designed to remain connected, continuous support, flourishes regardless of external circumstances, and highly effective in reproduction and sustainable growth. So that verse in Ephesians 4.16, that's the picture. It's the picture of an aspen tree. You know, growing up in my early 20s, um, I was going through stuff, as many do in their 20s. And, uh, and I remember a time in my life where I really needed my dad more than any time ever, and I kind of pushed him away. And I remember, you know, getting into arguments and um, where I, I, it was almost like I, you know, I, I just pushed him out of my life. And, and maybe there was things I, I hadn't dealt with in my heart, uh, and I was angry, and I was partying, and I was just doing whatever I wanted to do. But in reality, I needed my dad in my life, but I'm, I'm pushing him away. And I remember, now this is going to sound crazy, but I literally pushed a lot of family and friends away, and I, I missed Christmas. You're supposed to say, oh, but it was my fault. I, I mean, that's devastating. Hello? How do you miss Christmas? But I pushed people away to where I literally spent Christmas alone. It was horrible. I mean, come on. Listen, who loves Christmas in this place? I could compare that. Missing Christmas is like getting hit by a train three times. Come on. No jingle bells. No, none of that. I miss Christmas. But it was because of my heart turning away from family. And I remember going through this. But, you know, sometimes we need things like this so that we can process the stuff in our life. And here's what ends up happening. We usually begin to value family and things more than we ever did before. How many can say amen? Something happens where our eyes are open. And then we come to this place where we can receive the gift of community, receive the gift of family. Uh, sometimes it's, it's like that gift. I see it as this gift that you're always unwrapping, the gift of community, right? Now, when I was little, uh, and Christmas is pretty close, so I'm going to just use Christmas as an illustration. How many are ready for Christmas songs? Come on, somebody. Oh, man, I love Christmas. I remember unwrapping this gift, and, and I, have you ever unwrapped a gift? And, and now, as a young boy, you want toys. You don't want clothes, Right? And you know, you're unwrapping, you're like, it's not Optimus Prime. And I don't know about you, but I remember a couple times, grandparents or parents tricked me and they put something in the clothes. So I shake it and I thought it was like a toy, but it was a sweater with just like a little something in there to make it feel. So they, I couldn't guess what it was, but community is like one of the, <laughs> isn't that cruel? It's one of those, you're unwrapping, you're like, I don't know if I want this. Uh, it's a sweater. But how many know you need sweaters when it's cold outside? It's not all about toys and fun and games, right? Community is that gift that we continue to unwrap. Sometimes we're not sure if we like what we're unwrapping. But we have to step back and say law on the gift of community that God has given us. Are you guys enjoying this this morning? I'm almost done, then we're going to baptize some people. When we receive the gift of family, it becomes easier to recognize the gifts of, within each other. 
and we call them. It's almost like this picture of sun. We let the sun in. We let the sun in, S-O-N, come on. We let the sun in, and then we see on what, what looks like ground, we see glistening gold and silver. We can actually see the value where we may have not have seen the value before. And that's what community does, is, is it opens our eyes to value. And thank God for restoration. There was a point in my life where I, I remember when my wife and I first got engaged, I'm like, there was a restoration I had with my dad and with my family where it was like, man, I really value, I really need this. And I'm about to get married and move out of my house. And, and I mean, obviously, when you look back, you can't beat yourself up. I, I go back and say, I wish I would have done things different. But at the same time, God used that for me to say, wait a minute, man, I value my dad and my family and relationships much more, my house, my refuge much more than I probably would have had I just been a good boy. Hello? Isn't it amazing how God uses those things to help us? And so as we, as we allow God to restore, I wrote this down, and this is something that I've said before, I want to say it. But in a culture of flattery, you'll feel way more gifted than you really are. In a culture of honor and love, gifts you never knew you had will come alive. Now, lastly, I want to say this. Let me let this help you. We don't just follow Jesus alone. We follow Jesus together. We're his people. Now, how many know you follow him alone? You have a relationship with him. But you know, as a people, we actually follow Jesus too. Like we keep each other accountable, so to speak. Like, no, we need to love our enemies. No, let's love. Come on. Let's be self-giving. Let's wash each other's feet. Like this is what we are made for. So we serve and follow Jesus together as a family. And so this is what I'm trying to bring to you this morning is that we would be rooted and grounded and that our roots would communicate, that our roots would go deep, that our roots would work together as a family and we would be sustainable. We would reproduce and we would realize that what we have is holy. And when we step back and we look at our community, we would say law and say, wow, God, we are known for your love. Even from people that came from New Zealand, from the East Coast, there's people on the East Coast that want to move out here because of what God is doing right here at Encounter Church Las Vegas. Now that blesses me, man. That really, really encourages me. I want to close, I want to close with this. Ephesians chapter 3. Are you all enjoying this this morning? I'm going to close with the prayer of Paul, and then we're going to baptize, uh, baptize you all. Everyone in the room, we're going to baptize you. Hope you brought a towel. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. Let's read it together. Are you ready? Uh, do you have it up there? Ephesians chapter 3. Listen, this is so beautiful. Paul, when I think of all of this, now just before that, he's talking about the riches of God's grace and mercy. He says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Now look, see what he says? He says, I'm praying for unlimited resources. How many know that's a word from heaven right there? Somebody asked me, you need to tell heaven what you're asking for. And you know what the Lord spoke to my heart? Unlimited resources. I never knew it was in this scripture in the New Living Translation. Unlimited resources. That's what I'm believing God for. You know why? I want a bus to pick up people in inner city areas. And I want to bring them to Sunday service. I want to bring them to, I want unlimited resources. So Paul is praying for the church that we would be empowered 
with inner strength through the Spirit. Let's look at verse 17. Now, here's what he says. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. That's a good word. Let's say it together. My roots will go down into God's love and keep me strong. Can we say it together? Just personalize it. My roots will go down into God's love and keep me strong. Next verse. May you experience the love of Christ. Come on. Through it, it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Leave that right there. Notice that he says, then you'll be made complete. As we experience the depths of God's love, as we experience the depths of God's love in Christ, we are made complete. Where nothing is missing and nothing is broken. And part of that completeness, hear me, is receiving the gift of community. You know that one of my one of my favorite things is to see relationships restored. You have no idea how much it blesses me. I mean, just to see the restoration of family is one of the most beautiful things. You, you see the picture of the prodigal father just waiting for the son and seeing prodigal sons and daughters. Not, not just that, but just seeing kindred spirits come together. You know, when I meet pastors in the city and I never knew them and I just meet them and we have such a kindred connection, there's There's a beautiful networking that takes place. There's a power that's released because the love of God connects us. How many know the love of God connects us? Hear me. The love of God is a passion for unity, not disharmony. The love of God, when we love well, it it brings us into harmony and to unity. So Paul's praying and he says, I want you to experience the love of God. It It is high, it is deep, it is wide, it is full. And it says, then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Verse 20, and then we'll close. Verse 20, now all the glory to God, who is able, say he is able, through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful translation? Come on. We're called to be rooted in love. We're called to receive the gift of community, to unwrap it to receive it, to allow our roots to go deep. So may we as a people step back and say a lot and say, wow, what God is doing is holy. How many just can bear witness to that right now? Raise your hand up. Can we just thank God right now for his love? I want the worship team to come up.